What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 21 of the No Mercy podcast. It is the Halloween edition, and I brought on the scariest person I know, Jeff Manns, who has a face built for Halloween. Uh, this is a really fun podcast. A lot of good stuff in here. First 15, 20 minutes, we just fucking rambled like crazy. Told a lot of jokes. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, you guys are going to learn some stuff in the first 20 minutes. I promise you that. You will never look at girls on Halloween the same way. Then we did some week eight look back. Talked about all the big players who got traded. How it's going to affect your lineups from seasonal and daily. Did a week nine look ahead. Uh, then we realized we were spending way too much time on content. and Not enough time fucking around. So we did a whole laundry list of fuck, marry, kills. Uh, answered some Twitter questions, all your fucked up Twitter questions. We handled all that. Uh, told some Halloween stories. Had a blast. Gave some content. Want you guys to go over to fantasydraft.com. Check them out over there, fantasydraft.com. Use promo code GURUELITE, G-U-R-U-E-L-I-T-E. They are running a free roll for Guru Elite, Guru Elite subscribers where you can go over there and be entered into a free roll. And then the top five people who win the free roll will win a $200 qualifier ticket. I'll have the link in my article at guruelite.com. But if you have not gone over to Fantasy Draft, head over there, promo code GURUELITE to get you entered into the free roll. And that's it. So go download, subscribe, review, get ready to fucking rock on this Halloween. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here on Halloween <laughs> with the scariest human I know who dresses up as a gorilla 364 days a year, but we don't know what he is today. The albino gorilla himself, Jeffrey Manns. What up, Jeff? I put lipstick on the gorilla costume today, so now I'm a female gorilla. So you put some lipstick on that pig, pig face ears. Exactly. (laughs) Halloween. What a scarier duo of people to have than you and I. Seriously, our Halloween show. Yeah, and you know what? I'm all about Halloween themed shows, right? Like I'm all about it. Like yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like uh, Uh I'm kind of agnostic towards it, but it's fine. Like you know, do some fun Halloween stuff. Everyone's in the spirit and everyone's happy. But when people start taking it too far. I want to fucking rip through Twitter like which DFS players are spooking you to roster this week. Oh my like, god, that's the that fucking shit. Worst. I'm like oh, you fucking nerd worst. fuck. <laughs> it's the worst. Yes. Yeah, oh. Which ones are spooky? Which ones are scary? Who's going to deliver the candy this week? <laughs> oh my god, so fucking ridiculous. Oh, you fucking nerd. So, I mean, let, here's what we're going to cover. Let me give you a brief rundown. So uh, I want to talk to you for a couple minutes to start, Jeff, about Halloween in general, because I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. And if we have, I got hit with a tire iron a year and a half ago, so I don't remember (laughs) anything before (laughs) that. (laughs) So uh, we'll talk a little bit about Halloween to start, because I got a little rant I want to do right out the gate uh, before everyone tunes out from our horrible picks. So we're going to do a little look back at week eight. Perfect transition. (laughs) We'll talk about these big trades. I want to really get to Amari and Demarius and Tate and Tymont and all them. And really their impact from a short-term perspective, who's going to make an immediate impact, and then who we should be trading for in season leagues, and then from a DFS perspective. So we'll talk about that. Uh, DFS week nine, we're going to get in that pretty heavy too, obviously. We're going to do a Halloween edition of Fuck, Marry, Kill. 
So I have that oh, set up. Yeah. You don't you don't know the questions, but I do as usual. I make sure to I put myself in the captain's chair. I have no idea. Chair. What's, what's I, I love when when I used to I do the shows with you on the radio. You yep. always knew, and I, I didn't. Always knew, no, it's yeah. so much better now. Uh, I, I kind of like not knowing. Honestly, I, I think I'm just so used to knowing. So this is ex- this shit is fun. For I me. think you're better off the cuff. I think that's part of the reason really? why. I think okay. you're better under pressure. Yeah. So right. uh, we got a lot of good okay. Twitter questions. Um, everything from. I'm not even going to say them, but we have a lot of them. You saw some of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, then, and then if we have time at the end, which we probably won't, we'll get into a Halloween story or two. But um, let's start off first. I have a question for you, Jeff, and this okay. is a serious question. Oh, here we go. I have been dying to know what Ted Schuster is for Halloween. Does he oh, dress my- up, one? Does he hate Halloween, two? Because I can see him hating Halloween. And then if he does dress up, what does he wear? This is what I'm talking about. Like, people that don't understand. What a great lead. You must know something here because here's the deal. Schuster loves Halloween. I don't Does know he? why. I don't know. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed. Of course he hates, not, because he, he hates anything like, fun. He hates everything. Right. He he absolutely despises Christmas. Despises yeah. Thanksgiving. He despises Fourth of July. Oh no, he, he loves, loves Fourth of he July. Loves thunder. No, he and loves rain. Fourth of July. He hates Easter. It's the weirdest thing ever. Oh my god. Oh Schuster. So much to talk about with Schuster and Halloween. He loves it. He always has a Halloween party. He has always, since I've known him, 20-plus years, he has hosted a Halloween party almost mm. every year. I don't know if he still does it. I moved away from that fucker. But um, <laughs> The other thing about Schuster is, dude, the- seriously, he dresses like a female every Shut the Halloween. fuck up, dude. No, I, dude. It, no, Schuster? I, I, I know. This is unbelievable. I, I'm not dude, bullshitting you. Okay, time out. We did not script this. This was not spoken about before we got on here. This actually d- so Ted, I apologize for what I'm going to have to say next because when I said I want to go on a little rant about Halloween, this is literally one of the main topics I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to make Schuster feel like shit. But uh, uh, go, go on, yeah, go on, please well, tell no, me. Here's a, tell like, me every bit of this, Ted. For okay, so I, I let's we'll see. When did we meet? 1993. So what has it been? 25 years. We've known each other. 20, that's a long fucking Jesus time. Christ. 25 years. I've been to at least 20, par- 20 Halloween parties with Schuster, most of which either he or his, his wife's family have hosted. And I would say 18 of those 20 years, he has gone as a female. Shut and I don't. Fuck and I, guys, I'm not talking about. Ted like, Schuster. I am not telling the you. Same, like, there's not like another Ted Schuster that you know nope, that you may be confusing. Nope. And I'm telling you guys, that I'm not talking about like, oh, he went as Britney Spears one year and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right, another. he was a cheerleader no. once. No, no, it's always the same. It's always a, it's always just a regular, no personality <laughs> female. It's not like I'm going as a celebrity female, and it's always the same thing: a ton of eye makeup, lipstick, a skirt, a big fat skirt. And high heels. Stop. Do have pictures of this? I have so many pictures. Of <laughs> I have nothing but pictures. I'm on my computer right now. I have everything saved. Let's go to oh, the is pictures. He, does he ever? Has he ever posted him publicly? Is he going to slit you for talking about this? He knows. I've called him out publicly for this. It was like probably I want to say it was like seven, eight years in. And, you know, all of a sudden we're like probably in our, you know, mid 20 or early 20s and we're drinking. And, and I will never forget. It was an outdoor Halloween party. It was freezing cold. And he's, he's like freezing. Because, and I'm like, yeah, because you're in a skirt. I go, <laughs> I go. And I'm like, Ted, weren't you a girl last year? And my buddy, our buddy Rich was there. Rich and Sean. And Sean's like, yeah. 
Ted, you've been a you've been a female. Oh my god! Like seven, the last seven years. Why do you? Why are of you always people, a female? We started connecting person. dots right there, and you could see the fear in his eyes. <laughs> like you could just like when you're when when you're holding aces and you're they're on me. into you. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, oh shit! Like I'm like, what? Yeah, you were a female last year. Didn't wasn't that the same skirt? Oh and why are you? God. Wait. Why are a, you constantly wearing female clothes? He's just a generic girl. Generic run-of-the-mill girl. <laughs> every every Halloween. And I th- like I, I remember one year he's God. changed it. What and is he happening? instead instead of and was this, he a I'll tranny? never forget this. No, no, no. In, no <laughs> close. He was Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean. So he was still a girl. He still wore makeup. <laughs> he still got to wear makeup he and long the hair. Makeup. He wore eyeshadow and, and rouge. And Johnny and Depp wear like a fucking pirate's like yes. kind of skirt. Yeah, it's like a Ted kilt. has been either a female, Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean, or one year he was a punk rocker. With and, long and hair and makeup. Because he wore makeup every year. He's worn makeup every year. And oh you're going to tell me 25 years. You've you've wear you've worn eye makeup. There's no way he's rouge. only worn makeup twenty five times. Ted, there's no way those 100%. are the only twenty five days. I don't want to get into his personal life or public. I don't know what. To, I don't even know. That's a you've thing. been friends with you, the big joke on Sirius was always that you've been friends with Ted for twenty five years, hosting shows with him for ten, and you still have no idea who he is. I don't so, know. I don't know right. what he's into. That's I the don't running know what he joke. Likes and doesn't like. It's true. I don't know. He wow. Could, there's so many secrets he could have, and Dude, I would have no idea. Do you understand what my little rant I wanted to go on was? So what? I have a theory that I've talked about for a while with people, and it's, like, and it's like, uh, we're going to make this a Twitter thing, too. Like, yeah, about Ted's cross-dressing. <laughs> we're going to make this a Twitter thing, too, because I want to know what your last five Halloween costumes were, right? Not you necessarily, but like, yeah, I want to know yours, too. But I can do an in-depth, I have a skill with this. I can tell you every single thing about you as a person based on your last five Halloween costumes. Based on your last five. Because what Halloween is, is it's an excuse to be the person you don't have the fucking balls to be in real life. (laughs) Right? That's exactly what Uh it is. Like, if you look at every girl who's dying to just be a fucking whore, all of a sudden Halloween, they go out five nights. Right? Like... You're like, it's Wednesday. Halloween's not till next Friday. No, no, I got a Halloween party now. Like, they, they stretch it out as long as they can. And also, you can judge the insecurity and maturity level of someone by how excited they get for Halloween's arrival two weeks beforehand. So if they're like, Halloween is coming. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I got to get a cut. Like, that's probably a very insecure person who cannot wait to be the person they've been dying to be. So I have a theory on that. That's been my theory. Guys, if you meet a girl, hunt down her Facebook, hunt down her Twitter, go check her last five Halloween costumes. If she was a sexy nurse one year, and then she was like Bob Barker the other year, and you know that shows she's kind of funny and she's kind of hot. But if she was just a fucking slut five years Every in a row, year. run because she's going to suck your father's dick. <laughs> your father's dick. Not brothers. You want a versatile girl. You want a girl that's been like five different things, right? Like one year she's spooky. One year she's funny. One year her tits are hanging out. Like one year she's Dorothy, right? Like you want that five-year composite. That's the girl you marry. You could be a slut once. You could be a slut twice. But three times you're officially a slut in real life. This may be your best call of all time. You think so? Because this is – yes. Because I'm going through the Rolodex of what – like because when I was a kid – I 
I only had one, one year. I had a skeleton costume when I was like five, right? Mm-hmm. And I wore that till I was eight because we never bought how Halloween was not celebrated or thought about at all in my right. family. So every year, but from so I wore it till I was far outgrown. Then every single year up until I was a teenager, I was a either a baseball player or a football player. I was an athlete every single solitary mm-hmm. year, the same exact thing all the time. So obviously, it's what I was into and what right. I'm in, you know, and what I became. So that's. It makes a lot of sense. And then you have the Schuster and the cross-dressing and things like that. So, I mean, th- lot, this makes sense. What were your yeah. last five? Um, I haven't dressed up in a okay, while. Okay, so guess what? For the last five years, you've been Jeff Mann, so that's who you yes. are. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it means. Good and bad. That's what yeah. it means. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking bad thing, but at least you're real. Right. My, you know, you're stuck being you. I was a coach you. one year. And because my son, my son, only thing he's ever do been people think you have four. a mask on even when you don't wear a costume? Yes, that's why I get. <laughs> that's why the only time I go out in public is actually on Halloween. It's the only. It's the only time I actually go out. I know. Uh, that's a scary yeah. face. It, it's, it's, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's great because you're right. The people when you go to regular Halloween parties, especially, you realize like people will spice it up, and some people are the same. And the ones that are the same every year, that's who they really are. Mm-hmm. Like Schuster cross-dressing. And this makes a lot more sense now. You ready for mine? I'm just writing them down because I had to remember them. Because I haven't dressed up in like the last four years, I don't think, four or five years. But when you got a girlfriend, you're going to end up dressing up, right? You get dragged to these fucking Halloween parties. And it's like you don't want to be – because the, the only thing worse than fucking being a girl for Halloween, which in my opinion, this was my rant, and I'm sorry, Ted. This I, I really yeah. feel like this shouldn't apply to you. But you have to group you in. I feel like if you've been a girl for Halloween too many times, you probably had a dick in your mouth at some point. Like, you know, which is fine if that's your yeah. cup of tea. But let's that's not hide too. it. Okay? I'm never going to condemn so, somebody for Yeah, I mean, we've all had dicks in our mouth. But what? mine's been my own. So here's my last five <laughs> costumes. Okay? Here's my last five. I was Scarface. I was the Godfather. I was um, – and, and, again, these are pretty lazy yeah, costumes. Sounds, so lazy sounds, would be right. one of the characteristics here. So you I was, yourself every single I w- Basically, I was God's gift to women. So I just wore a white T-shirt with a bow uh, on my shoulder, and it said, two women from God, right? So laziest <laughs> costume ever. Took me three minutes. I drew it myself and bought a $3 bow. Um, I was a pussy magnet, which I think I've showed you the picture of. Um, I, I'll I post that on Twitter. That, yeah. I still have that one. Where I basically just wore regular co- clothes and pinned little pussy cats to me. Yeah. And I just said I was a pussy magnet. And then I was a bag of cocaine. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. Were this you was really? College. This was right after college, I think. I oh basically made, like, I took, like, saran wrap. And I, like, put it around me. And I took, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I just made myself look like a bag. I poured powder. I made, like, a little pouch, like a kangaroo pouch. And I poured fucking all this, like, baking soda, I think it was. In what there. fuck is and wrong with you? And I was basically a fucking bag of blow. So what does that say about me? I think I'm a fucking gangster. Uh, yes. I think I'm God's gift to women. I think I'm a pussy magnet. I think I'm Scarface. I love cocaine. And I'm lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It pretty oh much God, sums me up, right? Spot, uh, that's the Fucking all I need to do is fucking be a bottle of Tito's one year and it's perfect. And you're you're spot on. That's yeah. amazing. That's it's crazy though, dude. I've studied people. Yeah. It is the the number one tell their last five Halloween costumes. No um, and the beauty of Facebook is you can go back five years and see. Yeah. You know, you can search. I, that I have a bunch of Ted Schuster as a female. I uh, and I'm looking through my pictures right. I have actually have one of he and I. My la- I'm going through was, mine. Was your hand up his skirt? It was no. He was. We were actually jacking off together as a 
as I was dressed, this I'll never forget this. This is like five years ago, one of the last parties that we ever had, Halloween parties at his house, where I was a, a full-blown bear, a mascot. Like I had a mascot right. head, the fur, I could, everything I could else. see you always wearing it. Wearing yeah, it, like, yeah. oh, oh, I would love that. Yeah, but I'll never mask, forget yeah. because my nephew's kid got so scared. Cause I was at one Halloween party, then I left and went to Ted's. And my nephew's kid got so scared that he still calls me Uncle Bear. <laughs> to this day, he was like four years old. He's scared. He was scared to death of me. And That's then just because you look like a bear. I am going. Yeah, I didn't even have the head on at that time. I have pictures <laughs> of Ted Lane on me dressed in this bear costume. Oh my god! And of course, Ted was a punk rocker in this one. To be yeah. fair to him, but he did have tons of eye makeup. He did have a skirt on too. He made sure to. He made he sure no, to he's in blue jeans. In this yeah, one. He, had, he had assless chaps on as his ro- as a Sounds rock star. Like. All right, let's get to some football. So. <laughs> No, I like this better. I'd, I would much rather do this for an hour this and a half. So and like better. in my mind, I'm thinking like, is this what they'd rather have? Right? Like this is what January is going to be. So get so used to it. Better. I keep telling everyone, wait till January because I'm not doing this fucking podcast for fucking football season. This is dumb shit. Like yes. I can't wait for January. We can go into conspiracy G and tell sex stories and do all that. Like January is going to be way more fun because there's not going to be a requirement to talk about DJ Moore. But anyway, let's look back at week eight. So oh. let's go over our hits and misses. I'll start, Jeff. I didn't have a good week at all. Um, oh. I didn't it, have it's a... better than mine, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, I heard, but you also had the greatest call of the week. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so I know there was a couple that killed you. But for me, it's... I felt like I was nailed like five things, but the things I missed, I just really fucking missed. So here's an example. <clears throat> My main lineup. DJ Moore made it up to the main lineup, but probably one of the best calls of the year, right? Half a percent owned went off. Now everyone's like, this week is DJ Moore week. Yeah, where were you last week when I was touting him to the whole sub base? Um, Fitzgerald in his breakout week, Connor, who went crazy, and the Cincinnati D. Like right there, if I tell you I started those four players, Jeff, you'd have been like, Tom, you won 100 grand. And by the way, props to fucking Hefe, props to DC, yeah. both absolutely Monster. smashing it this weekend. And they called it on the Sunday morning live stream. We actually clipped it. They called it. Yep. They said, we're winning every dollar today. You guys are going to win every dollar today. Just trust us with this. And they both won 100 grand uh, at Jeff K. Collins and at Giraffe Cheat. Uh, and they both won like five seats. I think they won fantasy draft seats too. Uh, they went absolutely nuts. But congratulations to them. That, that was really cool for them. And a lot of the subs smashed with them. So, um, and then my bets. My bets I fucking slaughtered. But that's what I did right. But then it's like my main lineup had Crowell, who scored four. It had Njoku, who scored zero. And Aaron Rodgers, who scored 15. And I'm just Ugh. like, and then and Devontae Adams was with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, he didn't do horrible. He didn't do great. But he did enough to, you know, he got 20 points. It was fine. But it wasn't enough to, to, to make much money at all. I barely cashed in one tournament, and the rest of them I lost. I, I just fucking flopped. I flopped Uzoma. I flopped Crowell. I flopped Njoku. Rodgers. Just fucking, that's all it takes. Three, yeah. three, three complete shits of the bed. You know, Uzoma and Joku and Crowell combined for four points. Combined between the oh, three yeah, of them. So, and, and I mean, that's one of those things where I recognized this a couple weeks ago. Tight ends you are it, just you so it. brutal. And I've ridden the Njoku and Uzoma train yeah, for the last couple up. of weeks. And I just, they keep fucking me over. So I'm glad I dodged that one. But well, I, you, had my, I, I made I my own landmines. I jinxed it because I was telling you how easy 
Yes. Low price tight ends have been for me, and you're like, yep. I'm just paying up to avoid it, and you fucking went Kittle and and Kelsey no, in your I went, article. Yeah, I think. Kelsey across the board. Yeah, for me, and Kittle was good. your number two, I think, in he the article. Was in so, the article, and it was like, you know, I'm sitting on zeros. So you win, Jeff Mans. Kind you win, of. you win that round. But yeah, I, now I let's talk round. about your team, Jeff. Oh God. <laughs> so here's the deal. Like you said, it, I mean, and I know this pisses some people off. It wasn't a bad week as far as analysis goes. It wasn't a bad week as far as my lineup went. I lost across the board, 100% across the board losing. And I only lost my cash games by a point and a half. It was very difficult. It was very, very close. And I could have won despite what I think was one of the worst calls of my entire career. And that call was Raheem Mostert, the running back for the San If it makes you feel better, at least you put me on him too. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. honestly, it does. If I could take you down too, yeah, does that help? Okay, I good. might as well. Everybody has got to burn. Yeah, you and I helps. were talking about this before the show yeah, yeah. about something else. Like everyone goes down. Like Buggy, you want to take yeah. us down? So we're I all going down together. Thanks. Yeah. Like yeah, we're not going to go to like we're not just going to be ostracized yeah. from our village. We're burning the village to the ground yeah. before that happened. Yeah, no, I appreciate, and, uh, appreciate that, Joe. No, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't appreciate doing it to the subs. And the thing with Mostert is is simply way too confident for playing time. I, I'm sure he would have done well. He actually, I mean, what did he get? Like eight yards of carry and two carries. Right, and he, then he got does. injured, <laughs> but he didn't touch the field for the first half. It was, it was a bad call because the playing time you can't, especially in cash in GPP is like for your, just to make you right, feel better. You I don't, I don't mind you. I don't mind. You got to take a little bit of a chance. There's especially no chance. They said Brita was going to be limited in snaps. You never know if Alf Morris is going to play one snap or 30. So, you know, there's always upside there. But for me, in cash games, and he was in my cash lineup, it was just, it's simply a move I can't make. I'm better than that. I shouldn't be making that at this stage. I made that call. I apologize to our subs over at Guru Lee who followed me. But, you know, kudos to them because a lot of them said, nah, dude, that's that's." Well, you owned it right away. I mean, that's the thing about you, you know. Everyone always gets on you first. I'm like, dude, listen, I've worked with Jeff for fucking five years. Like, yeah. even when he wasn't with the same company as me. Like, the one thing Jeff will always do is he'll own it. If he really – like, I, you don't yeah. – like, here, here's the perfect example, right? Another one of your calls. So, you called Russell Wilson yeah. all over Russell Wilson. Like, Correct. to the point Second we fought about it yep. on the live stream where I told you, I agree, but why the fuck would you play Wilson when you could just go get Baldwin? Like, just leave the Wilson part out of it. There's too many good right. quarterbacks. And you – Stood on it and marched on it, and he was, you know, one of your main two guys that you were playing, and this was his breakout week. So you nailed yeah. that. But, like, the Mostert bad call was probably, in retrospect, a bad call, right? Sure. Yes. But the Baldwin flop was not. And that's the thing. I, I rode with you on Baldwin, too. And Oof. Baldwin did yep. not produce at all. But he was a toe tap away from a touchdown, which, like, I'm not talking about, like, a difficult toe tap. I'm talking no, about, easy. like, a high school kid toe tap. Easy. Away from a touchdown and a catch there, which put, put him in 11, 12 points. But if Russell Wilson goes crazy and throws three touchdowns in the first 22 minutes and none of them are to Baldwin and he doesn't even have a point yet, like, come on, you, you can only do so much, right? Like, you, he coming off a big game, coming off a bye where he was getting healthy, that Russell Wilson was on fire, the Seahawks scored 21 in a minute, and then all of a sudden it's David Moore twice and Lockett and all this, and Baldwin doesn't even have a catch yet. So I do not blame you for that. But, uh, yeah, eat your most, most dark crow because fuck Yeah, that was no. bad. That was a bad call. And the, here's the deal is 
you know, we learn from this. You have to learn from it. And I appreciate you saying that own the mistakes. And because for one, I have no, I have nowhere to go. There's just way too much. Well, I mean, you make so many of them. You're so used to it. And, and I'm so used to it. Yeah. I'm just commonplace. <laughs> so here's the deal. Like Russell Wilson, the reason I had ultra confidence in it was not really because I would love to say, well, I analyzed it and it's great. No, it's, I have been against Russell Wilson forever. Yeah. I spent four years fighting to the end and telling people, dude, he doesn't throw passes. Like, how can you buy into a, a quarterback that throws 22 to 24 passes a game when you have others thrown 45? I don't understand how you do it. And what kept happening is wrong, 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 wrong. Somehow, some way, this little fucker just keeps producing constantly. So eventually I said, all right, well, I lost this. And the analysis has to change because this guy defies everything else we know. So he's always going to do it. And that's why people are, well, he only threw 17 times. Well, because that's the offense. It's always been the offense. They're never going to, it's never about volume with Russell Wilson, which I am, I've been a volume whore forever. And I will always gravitate toward the volume over the sort of efficiency. How many years, how many weeks last year? Rewind. The, uh, how many weeks last year did we fight the Alvin Kamara touch thing, right? Like, he can't yes. keep doing this. Chris can't. Thompson, he can't. So, and, I mean, you yeah. know, eventually you got to just go, all right, fuck it, I was yeah. wrong. And, and that, again, and folks, if you had a bad week last week, you, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. You have to learn from it. It's right. very important. And that's why owning your mistakes, if you lie to yourself, and trust me, I'm sure Tommy could agree. I, I've been down that road where I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, and I fought with everybody. And it's, like, it's like, like Raheem Mostert, I could make a bunch of excuses. And the, the analysis was right. what it was before. Everyone else on the, the internet who recommended him is. At, at, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. He was. Yeah, I love that too. He's thirty percent owned, but he was just me, or twenty percent in tournament. Yeah, but it, but I'm the only fucker, right? Yeah. I'm the only guy. But okay, whatever. You're the only one I'm blaming. But I'm the only one. I'll I'll take it. You know why? Because I need it. I need that fuel. I need to feel the sting of a Fire! bad call in order to feel the goodness of a bad call, you know, or right. to to learn from it and to be in on a good call the next time around. So that's why it's important with all those calls. And so that's why being wrong on Russell Wilson allowed me to be right this week and mm-hmm. allowed me to be on him this week. And then the Doug Baldwin, I want to say about Doug Baldwin is this. The first two touchdowns that the Lions threw both came against Jalen, don't call me Tease Tabor. Both the first two touchdowns. Baldwin was going to line up on Tabor 70% of the time. He ended up lining up against him 66.6 with two-thirds of the time in that game. So we had a 66.6% chance of getting both of those touchdowns. Not just one, both. But we didn't get any because it didn't work out for us that way. And then he had another play where he could have dragged his foot. We theoretically could have got three touchdowns in that game. It didn't work out. But if you're afraid, if you're chicken shit, and you're going to say, you know this cornerback's getting torched. You know this receiver's lining up 70% of the time against him, and you're too pussy to make that move. This game's not for you. You're never going to win the 100 grand. You're never going to win the 500. You're never going to win simply ever. You have to be willing to invest in that, knowing that 30, you have a 30% chance of it not working out. But you have a 70%. If you're not willing to take those odds, this game isn't for you, plain and simple. And I'll, I, I will go every time with Doug Baldwin time. Every time, because I think it even worked out well. It's just a matter of the circumstance. I will do that every time. Mostert, fucking terrible call. Yeah, I mean, Doug Baldwin's second on the team in targets. You know, yeah. so yeah. you know when you when you dig into it a little bit, you know you st- you start to look at it. So 
Uh, yeah, I agree. So last week, any other calls that you wanted to talk about, good or bad, from last Mark week? Mark Davis Bryant was horrific for me. Now, by the way, that yeah. was one of my best ones. The the Bryant fade. I was I was yeah. off that, so that was another good one on my side. It's rare that I like. I think I, oh, I was shocked you were you were on. I think I don't know. That was weird. It, that you were on. He's it not was your type he, of guy. here's the thing. Like the way I I fit the lineup. The way I usually go about this is. Oh, I didn't. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of targets for Brian. It was never about that. Yeah. I need one, and it's it's the same thing. And I, I tell people who are you know ripped me on that. Well, I also had Marquise Goodwin in there. So right. uh, oh, well, that one worked out. Oh, did it? He had one target for one catch for fifty five yards with touchdown. It's the same fucking play <laughs> at the same price. It's the same thing. It's, if you were willing to take the good one, either the Goodwin Bryant right. combo, you're was either bad. wrong on both or you're right on both. Right? It's yeah. There's no middle ground on it. And yeah. I should have went Goodwin instead of Bryant in hindsight. And I, like I said, I lost by a point and a half. So if I don't upgrade right. to it Aaron Rodgers, if I would have stayed at Dalton or Russell Wilson, I would have won. If I would have used um, instead of fucking, you know, Mostert, I would have started almost any other running back, I would have won. Like one and a half points. It's easy. Like yeah. I would have got that going away and I would have won and, and survived Martavis Bryant and Doug Baldwin. But that's why the Mostert call was so much more important because that, to me, was the difference between winning and losing last week. I'm actually checking something right now. I lied. Oh, um, I good. was touting Cincinnati all week. Everyone knows I got a lot of tweets because of Cincinnati. I'm actually looking at my main lineup. The reason I didn't cash my main lineup was because I had $400 left over and I went up to the Colts. That was like, I mean, the Cincinnati at scored defense, like At defense, you mean? Yeah, and Cincinnati scored like 20. So I didn't even trust oh, myself. Well, I took that extra 400 and was like, let me go to like the, the exact thing we tell people not to do. Yep. Like, if you have extra money, leave it on the fucking table. Nope. I fucking took it, went off. The, and I was touting the Colts, too, but since he was my number one. And, sure. uh, yep, that ended up costing me cashing on that lineup. So, so that, I mean, shit like that happens. Um, a lot of, you know, there were good in there. Um, you, know, you mentioned Russell Wilson. All my, every quarterback I listed, I mean, I only listed five, and they're all hit. Like, every single one did well. The worst was, oh, no, four hit. Aaron Rodgers didn't. That was the one I ended up using. <laughs> of course. So like, like, I made all the right play. Like, every move I could make to lose, I kind of made it last week. Right. But the analysis and the write-up, in retrospect, because I went back, I do the, the weekly recap over at FantasyGuru.com, and I always grade out hits and misses, always. And you know, way more hits than misses. It's just my per- – this is me being a player right. fucked it up right. as opposed to me being the analyst who was on. That's why some people yeah. be like, Jeff, well, how did you cash it? Because we'll get screenshots. And it's like, how did you cash today? I didn't. It's like, well, there's more than one way to build a lineup off the information that you're getting, asshole. Like, our job here is to give you information. That's what you're signing up at Guru Elite for. To have Jeff Mans, Tommy G, Magic Sports Guy, Draft Cheat, Jeff Collins, MLB Model, Rad Thad, Vlad Sedler, Benny Riccardi. I mean, Jesus, I could fucking go through a fucking goddamn list of superstars that are here that are all providing content for you. Ted Schuster, Ray Flowers, all these guys just pumping out content for you. It's Teresa Schuster on on Halloween. (laughs) But, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're giving you information. It's 2018. You're paying for us to do the analytics for you, us to do the analysis for you, us to do all the hard work, so that then you could take this and go, okay, I like what Jeff said here. That made sense, so I'm going to play this guy. But I also like what Tommy said on this point. So maybe I won't play Russell Wilson, and I will just go with Baldwin, and then maybe I'll take Jeff's play here and pay up for tight end. And then, you know what? I really like this what Tommy said about the Cincy D. And draft cheat's big. That's what you're supposed to be doing. 
That's it. Now, for cash games, obviously, just go to Jeff Work off the article. If you're playing, you know, a one GPP lineup, then you go to whoever your favorite tout is and mix and match it a little bit amongst us. But you're supposed to be playing five lineups in GPPs, guys. Three to five lineups in GPP. We can tell you. Really, the the guys who are winning all the money are playing 150. So at three to five, you're still way out, man. But you you should never play less than three to five. That's the floor. In those lineups, you should be mixing and matching a lot of our stuff, or at least do a Tommy lineup, a man's lineup, a draft sheet lineup, a Collins lineup. You know, but don't just sit there and go, you listed this guy one, two, three. How did you win money? Well, because my third lineup ended up my biggest weeks are usually on like my third lineup or my right. second line. It's not always the G spot top plays in right. every lineup. Like so, God, guys, fucking some of these people on Twitter. And I love yep. that we're at a point right now, at least, Jeff, where the subs jump them so we don't have to. You know, yeah, like, they, this, the other subscribers the are, is, are our, our subs up. have been like, really good. They're really like it's you know, we're what this is our third football season in. And right now, like we they're the transformation between great. these it's guys when they first started subbing and they would lose and they, you know, and they and now like they get it. Like yeah. our subs know what's on. Well, and we they trim know, the fat. And they know the the moster pick. Like they they're like, dude. I, they they called me out in the chat room every Saturday night. I spend you know three four hours in the chat room. Yeah. And they're like, dude, that just doesn't sound like you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm I'm going against my own philosophy. They're calling me. They're, so that's a beautiful moment. It's the Mister Miyagi right. thing that you yeah, just heard. Yeah, it's, it's really nice when that happens. It's like, beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I think sometimes people, people right forget there. too that you know you're paying thirty four ninety nine a month. If you bought a seasonal package, you're probably paying like what equates to like twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a month, mm-hmm. which equates to like five to eight dollars a week. For all of us, I mean, you know, Jeff Manns is putting in 40 hours a week for you guys in research and time and articles and podcasts and live streams and chat rooms and morning shows. I'm probably putting in 25 hours a week. I'll say it's less than you, but it's not significantly like doing all these live streams and shows and all that like draft cheat Collins. Like you're paying fucking seven dollars a week for like at least have the decency to not be a complete cunt if one thing is going wrong in the first quarter like right. they, they oh, act yeah. like they're paying a thousand dollars a month like you're paying five dollars to eight dollars a week so like the good thing about the subs nowadays that i've noticed at guruleet.com is on sunday when the first half was going really bad for oh, the man, tight ends yeah. i got some people going yo chat's on fire you know you should get in there and calm these people down i, I used to run in there now i'm confident enough to know they're just tilting they'll be fine you know, oh, you're allowed to tilt. Go tilt in the chat room. You can tilt in the chat room all you fucking want. It's like, right. just, that's fine. Go tilt in the chat room, get it out, and they'll be fine by 7 o'clock. So, uh, anyway, let's do a quick fuck, marry, kill. I have some fuck, oh, marry, nice. kills Halloween edition. So, okay. and then we're going to go in, oh. we're going to go right into all these trades. So, we're just going to do one fuck, marry, kill, and I have three or four others. So we're going to go right back into the football talk. Okay. Um, this is a simple one. This isn't my favorite one. This is a simple one. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Fuck, marry, kill. Um, my dude, like I, I'm a big Christmas guy. Like that's the fuck, that's my fucking world. So I'm marrying Christmas right out of the gate. That's it's not even close between the other ones. Um, I was never man. Thanksgiving and Halloween both are just kind of like eh to me. I, I just never grew up with much Halloween, but Halloween, I do love man. I just love slutty costumes. Like there's something right. I, I like it. Um, Thanksgiving. I'm trying to think what Thanksgiving brings to the table. Like I like food and I like there's football games on, but I don't really, I don't fucking know. I, I, I will fuck Halloween just because I like fucking on Halloween, mm. and I'm just gonna kill Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to me just, 
I don't know. Yeah, I eat turkey. I love turkey sandwiches. I would probably fuck a turkey sandwich if I'm given the opportunity. <laughs> I'm joking. So, I just yeah. wanted to take a sip of water. <laughs> I'd probably fuck yeah, a turkey sandwich. Uh, I really would. Okay, I you're wrong. You know, your list is okay. wrong. You know, but that's okay. okay. You can't be right all the time. So um, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, see, Halloween is, is, is in phases for me, right? Because... Like, even though I know it's the best night, it's not the best night to get laid, by the way. Everyone on Twitter is like, it's the best night to get laid. No Valentine's Day is. Trust me. Be a single guy on Valentine's Day. Walk into a bar and fucking that's the best time. Um, oh, good point. I'm going to say Halloween now at like almost 40. It's like the best parties that I want to go to where there's the sluttiest girls. Like, they're like everyone's extravagantly dressed up and shit. And it's like, I don't know. But you also don't want to be the guy who's not dressed up. So. I don't know, man. I'm probably going to kill Halloween. Fuck Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah, wow. Just fucking kill it. Um, I would say fuck Halloween just because I want to fuck the girls on Halloween. But right. I well, can't kill kinda, Christmas. Yeah. So I'm not killing Christmas. So and we're probably going to get a thousand tweets. Why didn't you mention Hanukkah? Um, so Christmas, yeah. I will. I will fuck. Um, I'm going to fuck right. Christmas. Okay. Just I like giving gifts more than getting them, which is weird. I actually enjoy giving gifts, especially to like my nieces and 100%. nephews and people like yeah. that. So, so I don't really I feel uncomfortable getting gifts. But you you could not be more wrong on Thanksgiving. That is the single really? best holiday in the history of the world. First of all, it actually is a real holiday, right? Like it's a real thing. Like Halloween is bullshit. It's not a real thing. New Year's, who gives a fuck? It's just another day on the fucking calendar. Valentine's Day is a hallmark fucking holiday. Easter and Christmas, if you don't believe in God and Jesus, they're not real. So Thanksgiving is the only thing where we Dude, can say. Well, the magical baby was born, though. Yeah, right. And everyone was, everyone was made of magic back then. Um, but Thanksgiving is actually a real holiday. This is like a day you're celebrating like your country. This is like a real thing that has meaning. But more importantly than that, it combines three of my favorite things which is drinking, Turkey. football, and food. So, yes, all I'm lazy as fuck. Thanksgiving is the lazy man's holiday. I don't got to buy anyone fucking gifts. I don't got to get any fucking gifts. I don't even got to dress up. Like, I'm wearing sweats to grandma's on that day. Like, that's right. like no belt, no waistband, and I'm fucking asleep on the couch at 8.15 through fucking tryptophan hell. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, I'll do that. That's basically every day of my life, so... Thanksgiving yeah, I was is going to say, what's this? That's the normal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's Thursday why I love it because it's not even a holiday. So that's my favorite. I do love, I love the football aspect, but then I also got to factor in, we got to write special articles and do special shows and do all yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't, though. I let you do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yeah, you no, do right? that. I don't. I don't. Tom, you're not getting a turkey day article for me. I'm way too fat that day. Yeah, no way. You're not getting anything. All right, the trades this week, big trades. Uh, we don't, I don't think we have to spend an absorbent amount of time on this because it's kind of been beat to death by this point in the week. But Amari Cooper to Dallas happened a week and a half ago, but this should be the first time we're actually going to see him. So uh, what do you think the impact is here, not only for Amari on Dallas, how quick does he acclimate, and what's the impact on Zeke? Is this going to – Zeke and Dak, is this going to open up their offense a little bit? I'm glad you brought that up because too many people are like, well, Amari's going to go off. Yeah, they don't, they're not, not talking go off. It's, yeah. it's not about what Cooper does. I you don't, don't know what Amari's going to do. The offense is what the offense is. The offense never changes. You could have Jesus and ba Magic Baby Jesus and all the Jesus. You could have anybody lining up. But if the plays are called and the, the plays are designed one way and plays are called that way, that's all that can happen. There's only so much. And this is going to be run, 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 run. 
The good thing is about having a guy like Amari Cooper is he commands attention down the field. And I'm assuming that Scott Linehan and Dak Prescott is going to make sure right off the bat on Monday Night Football that they at least air it out once or twice. Get those safeties back. Get those linebackers to respect the speed of Amari Cooper, whether he makes the play or not. They at least have to – they can't cheat up because when you cheat up, then you could stop Zeke Elliott and you, you're not picking up first down. So I think it's a good move for the offense as a whole. I think it's, a good, it's good for Zeke Elliott. Right. As far as how much Cooper's going to do, I don't value no him knows. any more no one knows. or any less. It's the same. He's I think it's a Bryant. worse quarterback – it's a worse system, but a better – it's a new opportunity. You know what I mean? So he will have big games, and he's going to have no games because Zeke's running the offense. Right. So I think those two aspects, Tommy, I think it's a pretty neutral move as far as Amari Cooper is concerned. I love um, how everyone's – just because just he's in a new scene, Jeff. Like, right. like Amari Cooper's on Dallas. the Saints – This is the chance. I would, I, my, my dick would be rubbing the microphone right, right now. Like, this is the chance. Now we're going to see the real Amari Cooper. Wait a minute. Why? Why? Wait, he's going from David uh, Carr to fucking Dak Prescott. Uh huh. So Derek Carr to Dak Prescott. That's a downgrade. Downgrade. Dak. You could say Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. You could say whatever you want, but he's not a great passer. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's a downgrade there. He's going for a team that has a stronger running game and plays at a slower pace. So that's a downgrade. Mm -hmm. The slowest pace. Yeah. Yeah. He's also coming from a team that didn't have shit else at wide receiver anyway. You know, you're acting like there was, yeah. there was three other – you had A.J. Green and Boyd, like he was the third guy on Cincinnati. No, he already was one of the only games in town on the Raiders. Like it was Jordy fucking Nelson, right? Like right. Jordy Nelson's 100 years old. So, and he, so I don't see where the upgrade is here. I don't see where this tremendous upgrade – can he be fine? Yeah. It's a new environment? Yeah. But like you said, he's going to have a lot of two-for-30s. And then he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be the same exact guy he's been for the last two years, maybe with a half a tick up because he's the shiny new toy. But that's it. So I agree. First round pick was fucking ridiculous. Dumbest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, way over. John Gruden. John Gruden is starting to starting to turn things around a little bit after that Khalil Mack debacle there. Um, mm-hmm. Demarius to Houston for a third and a fifth. Uh, my opinion on this, I think Demarius is just kind of like a push to Fuller. You could say he's probably a little more talented, but I think Fuller fits Watson a little better than Demarius just because Fuller's that explosive go guy and and Deshaun has that arm. So uh, I think the biggest beneficiary here in this whole scenario is my dude, the dude I've been screaming about since the preseason, Cortland Sutton. Uh, I think he's the biggest beneficiary of all this. I agree. I think Sutton definitely is the biggest winner. Um, Deshaun Watson is a there are different kinds of quarterbacks and something like we talk about DFS players and there's different ways to play and win. Like you and I could have different ways to play mm-hmm. and win. It's the same with quarterbacks. Not all quarterbacks are going to do, you know, the right, that's why the system matters. Deshaun Watson's not a, not a progression quarterback. He's not a read the defense and make the right move. Never. He's an aggressive I'm going to put the defense on his, the heels, throw past the sticks type of quarterback. He's also what we call a relationship quarterback. Right. He throws the receivers that he trusts. Right. He doesn't. They don't have to be open. They don't have to have the best route. It doesn't have to be the first in the progression. He's going to throw to who he trusts, period. And that's why Will Fuller has such good value when he was healthy. So it's all a matter of 
how does Demarius acclimate himself in Houston? Just be, you know, it, certain offenses, like if you're a slot receiver for Tom Brady, you're going to get a ton of targets. And I don't right. care who the fuck your name is. Tommy G, Wes Walker, right. Julian Edelman. doesn't matter. Philip Dorsett. But in Houston, it's a completely different animal. And it's, we're going to have to see how the relationship goes. I think Demarius is more talented than Will Fuller. Doesn't have the speed, but he has way more size right. at this stage. And, and Watson more... will take those chances that maybe a Case Keenum would Yes, he's going to throw them past. By the right. way, Demarius Thomas has been crazy disappointing, and he has twice or th- almost three times the production that Amari Cooper has, and they trade him for a fourth-round pick. That's Yeah, I mean, that's – and people and are like – And the other well, guy got a first. People are talking about, like, the, the get first-round pick. Like, oh, it doesn't matter if that first-round pick's a bust. No, it does because you could have just got Demarius for a third and fifth or Golden Tate for a third. Why would you go get Amari right. Cooper for a first? Well, contract, shut the fuck up. Like, there's well, way more risk argues to Amari Cooper next than Demarius August, and Tate. Next August, everybody's going to argue with me because I'm going to write the article that I do every year, Age Matters in Fantasy, and they're going to say, oh, my God, oh, give me a break. It doesn't matter. Blah. Yes, yes. This it is does. why it matters. If Amari Cooper was 30 years old, does he get is it first round pick? No. no. He only got that because they think there's hope for right. him they because think. he's 24. That's the right. only reason. The yep. production of Golden Tate, the production of Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon's production, all way ahead of Amari Cooper. Way. The right. only reason is because he's younger. Right. And that's the only thing anybody has to hang their hat on. That's why he got a first round pick. So he's more valuable. He'll get a longer leash, longer rope. And he's got a better contract. The other guys the are age. expiring, right? So Yes. So it makes sense. But the thing, I just don't understand why Dallas, who's like the 12th best team in the NFC, and I said this the other day with Rob, in a conference with the Vikings and the Rams and the Saints and all these, like, what the fuck are you trading a first-round pick for right now? You're like six guys away from being competitive in this fucking conference. Like, you're, you're probably three defenders, uh, two wide receivers, and maybe even a quarterback away from being able to compete with the Saints and the Rams and the Eagles and all these teams. What the fuck are you doing giving away first-round picks for right now? But anyway, it, it, let's, the Cowboy, Cowboys are the equivalent to the dude who's still wearing an Austin Powers Halloween right. costume in 2018. <laughs> There's like, always dude, that dude. Dude, it's over. You didn't make it happen. And he's your, fucking, your time has passed. He's, but you know why? Because he's just the guy who wants to speak in the Austin Powers voice all day. Like, that's right. Why, it's a, <laughs> ah, baby. The, uh, yeah, all right, Tate to Philly. To that shit. Tate to Philly for a third. This should obviously kill Aguilar. Um, it'll it'll hurt Jeffrey. I don't think it crushes him. I think I don't think it hurts no, him it as takes much. Takes pressure as off Jeffrey. Yeah, He's I think been... everyone's saying it's going to kill him. I don't see that at all. No, I do. I do not agree with it. I think it's good for Elshon Jeffrey. You saw in Jacksonville, they they bracket covered Elshon. He's always had somewhat trouble with that. Um, and Tate's going to keep him honest and have an Aguilar on the outside and pass catching running backs and and uh, Zach Ertz. Man, you're going to have to be legit when you straight up play Philly, mm-hmm. and you're going to get one-on-one matchups. And Alshon versus any corner in the league is a physical nightmare. So I think it's good for Alshon Long. My article the every the week reads the same thing for Alshon Jeffrey. This week, Alshon Jeffrey is going to score a touchdown and be 3% owned. Like, it's basically the same thing every week. He's going to score a touchdown, and no one's going to roster him because everyone undervalues him. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that for a third-round pick. uh, I think it's a great move for Philly because they're a team who can get back to the Super Bowl if things start clicking for them. Uh, We'll buzz through these four real quick. These are a little bit smaller. Uh, Montgomery to the Ravens for a seventh. Oh, hate it. I I just don't like Ty Montgomery. Another thing Jeff Manns was right about. Yep, you've hated Ty Montgomery for a long time. Um, is, is especially with Collins and Buck Allen and Dixon maybe coming back before the year's over. It just seems like a lot of the same same guys there. Um, they hate Alex Collins because he fumbled this week. Yeah, of course. Ha ha, Clinton Dix to oh, Washington. Man. 
Interesting. Good, good move from Houston for uh, Washington. Yeah, I like that. That's a good pickup. It's a good pickup, especially uh, especially within that division, getting a wide receiver uh, for the Eagles. They go and get dicks. Uh, let's see. This one I think is a little bigger from a DFS perspective than people think. Uh, Snacks, Snacks Harrison to Detroit for a fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now we have to look at the Giants and Detroit Rundy here and how much does this, this change? You know, is Detroit's Rundy still viewed as a sieve now that they added Damon Harris? And do the Giants become a sieve when they actually had a decent little defense, even though it wasn't great, uh, now losing it? What, what, do you, what do you think here? And said it going into last week. This one, I didn't say the good calls because I want people to bash me, but one of my good calls was Adrian Peterson. I oh, said yeah. it on our, our on No Mercy. I said it on the live stream. I said it on Sunday morning. I said it on the Guru Lead Show on SiriusXM. I said it constantly. The Giants, we got to go every running back against the Giants the rest of the year. They don't have anybody. There's no run stoppers anymore. And they were gashed on the ground this past week by Adrian Peterson. Dude, when a 40-year-old man runs 60-yard run on you, you're fucked. You got no <laughs> run stoppers at all. And um, so, yeah, everybody against the Giants. So I think, where do they where do they fall now? Do they fall as like your number one target in the running game? Is it that they, they were Miami? Like, where are they? It's so fun, man. I, we don't even talk about this, but yet we're I did this on Tuesday night. So just two nights ago or one night ago. I did. Uh, right now, they're the fourth biggest target for me okay. in terms of uh, against the run. I still have the Raiders technically a- ahead of them. Um Raiders, Cardinals, and I'm trying to remember. Oh, and then Atlanta because of the uh, the pass catchers, but only the pass catchers. And I have them ahead of Tampa Bay by one spot, depending on how Vita Vie is. But I want to, yes, they're a top five targets against defense against the run for sure without Harrison. Okay. Yeah, your, your top five is very different than mine. You know, mine's got the Broncos up there. I got the Dolphins up there. Oh, um, yeah. I don't really target Tampa that much. Um, but again, when they're missing people on the defensive line, I get it. But uh, VA thought he tore his ACL for yeah, like that's the third thing. If they keep time, getting banged up on the D line. Third time this year he's gone out. Yeah. But yeah, um, Dante Fowler to the Jags. I think this is a pretty big thing here. Um, I mean, yeah, to the uh, he went traded from the Jags to the fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I fucked that up. But uh, yeah. I, Fowler is one of the. I love Fowler. He's good. Going to the Rams, right? Yeah. Rams, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's the thing with the Rams is how long can you fucking how how many Stud players at every position can you have before? Right. It's, like, dude, why is this not this. working better? I know Talib's out, and that's fair with the secondary. But why is great? The, Donald and Sue have been great against the pass. Why can't they stop the run, though? But I don't know. Doesn't but make sense. Here's the thing. You know, Fowler to the Rams makes so much sense because they're so strong on the interior. Or at least they should be, right? Like, they... I feel like that defense the whole year is like had moments where you're like, what the fuck? How are they getting killed like this? But you know, I just, dude, I think this is just that D line is getting just sicker and sicker. So you have the sick interior guys, obviously, two of the best in the game. And now you're adding Fowler to that team. That's going to be vicious. And that'll probably help those corners because if they could start getting a little better pass rush, alleviates the pressure off the corners the less quarter, time the quarterback has. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, getting another edge pass rusher like that. Just, I, I don't know how you stop Donald and Sue in the middle. Unless, I mean, but running at them. Yeah. And we'll see this week because New Orleans goes out there. How New Orleans attacks the Rams defense with Fowler likely in play is going to be pretty key to how other teams are going to do so. Because Sean Payton is usually one of the smarter game callers. And if they attack with Kamara and Ingram on the ground, that might be the way their people are going to go. If they air it out 
and try to pass on them, you know, and dump off some things like that to try to let them overindulge on the pass rush, then that's going to be. Then they'll turn into sort of a, an Atlanta Falcon where, okay, pass-catching running backs will be useful. So I think this game, this week is, will be a big tell on the future of the Rams defense. Yeah, let's get into let's get right into some of the DFS Week 9 uh, coming up. Again, get over to GuruElite.com. You guys can go sign up there for our packages. We just dropped the price on the uh, the full season package, and we also have the VIP packages and monthly packages and all that stuff. GuruElite.com. Uh, click the green Join Here button. Everything from gambling to DFS. But let's do a little high-level overview on this, Jeff, here. I mean, it's Wednesday, so we're not as locked in as we're going to be on Friday night when we do our show. We've probably got another 25 hours of research left to do. But, I mean, I'm going to give the chalk report, and then you can give out some stuff that you're looking at that you like. Cam Newton is going to be uber chalk this week. It's kind of anybody versus Tampa. Um, The only people who don't realize, you know, how good Cam Newton is as a play this week is DraftKings, of course. You know, even though he he should be $8,000. Like, that would make the game fun this week. But Can we talk about that? 6,600, yeah. We need to talk about DraftKings in general. But listen, it's both. I'm considering moving money off to play elsewhere. That's it's, how bad it I'm getting. That's a, how bad uh, it's getting. It's it's constant though. I remember this is the thing. both DraftKings and FanDuel do this every fucking year, and every fucking year we fall for it. FanDuel has wide open pricing at the start of the season. DraftKings has sharp pricing. Right, at the start and of then the it, the, the, and the, then they go opposite. The flipping. Yep. FanDuel gets sharper. DraftKings does it, and that's the, why the, I always start hot, and then by fucking week seven or eight. I'm sitting here going, what the fuck, dude? Everyone's got fucking the same players. Like, so I need to I need to adjust to this, Jeff. I need yes. to move over because I feel like DraftKings tightens up again once it gets towards the end of the year. It's this middle portion of the yep. season. So and, I, and that's always when I struggle. I always struggle between weeks five to like nine. Like that's and I feel like they start sharpening. So what you know what I'm gonna do this week? I think I'm moving full over to FanDuel this week. I think I'm going to change my research, move full over. Because I can't play like this, man. I can't play with a 35% owned Cam Newton and someone like me who's a GPP player. I got to make a decision to fade him. Like, why is Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley's still ninety five hundred. Why he is he down. going down in price? I mean, dude, the over under is sixty. It, I, I, what I, is I, happening? What are you talking about? How is it possible to go down in price from another thirty point game? I know. I mean, I mean Michael Thomas is seventy six hundred this week. Like how? Like okay, right. like what the fuck? Like there's just too many free squares. It's a situation. There's too many free squares, and it's oh, like I, I can't do it. I, I'm just. They lowered Todd Gurley two weeks in a row. He's gone down what five hundred bucks. You need one hundred fifty lineups on DraftKings. It's fucking crazy because you know what? You want to get as much cam as you can, but at the same token, you don't want to have all the fucking cam because he's chalk and GPPs. So you know you got to start building six, seven, eight lineups. Like I really would put cam on all three right now. You know, like it's it just makes no sense not to. But now you're making me fade shit that. I shouldn't have to fade. If you look at Fitzpatrick on FanDuel, uh-huh. you know, he's 7,100. You know, but at least you got to pay 7,000 for him, right? On DraftKings, he's like 5K. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's just, it's too easy. These quarterbacks are too fucking cheap on right. fucking DraftKings. It's making everyone be able to afford a Todd Gurley and Adam Thielen punt with one guy, and you could still go get yourself a Brandon Cooks or Mike Evans. Like, just stop. Raise the fucking price. Make the game hard. The game is supposed to be hard. When we were all winning all the money every single week, week after week, the game was hard. You're making a fucking game too easy. You're turning it into a game of luck. 
and away from a game of skill. It's who catches the 60-yard touchdown now. There's no skill to fucking building a team right now. My uncle Danny, who I love to death more than anyone in the fucking world, just like won our league last week. Danny doesn't even know anyone out yet. Started Russell Shepard. Oh my he started god! Russell really? Shepard, right? But Russell I mean, Shepard. But he's he's competitive. Like he's competitive. Like wow. it's it's just so easy right now. It's insane. It's like a fucking. It's like a rotating door of. Oh, this is your week to to swap money. So, fuck, man, raise the goddamn prices. I can't understand it. I don't. I. It. it, it here's the deal. Todd Gurley's eleven two. On yeah, on FanDuel oh, and Melvin yeah, Gordon's eight six. He, he goes up. That because, I like. That yeah, I can get behind. That's what I'm talking about. He's over a sixth of your price. Yeah, you have to make a really tough decision. You could save three thousand dollars to go down to Kareem Hunt. Three thousand yeah. dollars. That's yeah. so much money. That's another player. Right. That's a lot to save yeah. on one drop down. But what I what I hate about both these sites and DraftKings right now is exposed because nobody's checking on it. Nobody. And that's the part we keep that yelling. is inexcusable. You cannot have a guy. It's one thing to say, oh, they're lower in, in prices and Cam Newton's value. You can mark it down, whatever. But Todd Gurley, there's no no way. It's been seven, eight straight weeks of everybody using Todd Gurley every single time in every single contest. Is there an and algorithm he, anymore? And he has produced 30 or more. Well, the algorithm, yeah, they have it. The algorithm is do. all... No, no, the algorithm used to factor in ownership. No. Right, but no, it, it it doesn't factor in ownership hardly at all. But it they have it, but it's timed that this time of year they drop the price, no matter what. Even if he's owned, even if he produces. And they they just it's it's pre-calculated. They determine all these prices at the beginning of the season. And anything anybody does, there's nobody overriding it on DraftKings right now. Nobody overriding anything. That's like right. you said with Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick on Fanduel's priced up. Why? Because somebody went in and obviously took him from fifty six hundred to seventy one because now he's starting. He played in the game. That. Like there's got to be a person who can see that Fitzpatrick's in the game. The guy who's about to set an NFL record for passing yards and just threw for two hundred yards in a fucking quarter and a half. Maybe yeah. we should make him sixty four hundred. Cam Newton's playing the same defense that every motherfucking team that has stepped on a football field has lit up for fifty five fucking points, and he's already the most popular player in DFS every fucking week. Let's make him eight K. Like the fuck, Fanduel didn't even make him the right price. Like they, they do no, maybe they doing a better job. They upped him, but he's still the fourth most expensive quarterback. Anybody versus Tampa. Should be if Philip Rivers played Tampa, he should be 10K. If Drew Brees plays Tampa, he should be 10K. Like everyone should be fucking 10K. You want to go here? Go fucking spend 10,000. I will Fandle. say this. Let me say this about Cam though. If we get back into it, I you just mentioned I would not have him on all three teams. No, I mean you never put Cam on all three, but exactly because right. the risk with Cam, Cam and if let's say he, if he pops off and has a great first half, Cam gets dull and bored. And if he gets bored and whatever, it's like this. If Fitzpatrick balls out and this game's competitive, you're going to get a good cam. But you're also going to get a great Fitzpatrick. So I would rather go Fitzpatrick and take the price and the ownership decrease. If you're going to go cam, it could be a runaway and he gets bored and tired and just kind of blah. And he limps through it and doesn't return the value. So I would definitely, you know, cam's the most intriguing quarterback, of course, this week. But... I would never trust him on all three teams in the matchup because he plays down to competition way too much. 
and here's the uh, here's the thing that pisses me off. Okay, here's the biggest difference between DK and Fan. I know we're running fucking long as shit, so I'll, I'll end on this. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. I don't care. I'm stuck on bench. fucking serious XM where I can't even I curse. Can't, you I think I, I'll yeah, sit on God, here for five hours? Fucking, um, so the thing that pisses me off, and this is just just a real real live question, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't a trick question. I'm not trying to trap you or anything here. Is it fair to say that Patrick Mahomes on a given week has a, the a, opportunity to be the highest scoring player on the entire site any week? Pat Mahomes? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Right? Yes. So if you go and look at Todd Gurley has that same opportunity, right? But if you go and look at FanDuel, Pat Mahomes is 9500 So even though Cam is too cheap and shouldn't be the fourth most expensive quarterback, at 8600 you're looking at Cam Newton – who is more expensive than James Conner, more expensive than Kamara, more expensive than McCaffrey, more expensive than Kareem Hunt. Cam Newton would be the second most expensive running back on FanDuel, which makes sense. Like, it's only Gurley in the running back's position that's cost more than Cam. So pivot over to DraftKings now, and this is where the problem lies. If you look at Cam Newton, 6,600 Cam is on DraftKings. Yeah. He is the same price as like a Tariq Cohen. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight running backs that are more expensive than Cam Newton this week. That's where the problem lies in. When you don't have to take a chunk of your salary on quarterback. Remember we used to have to punt quarterback? Yeah. Remember we used to be playing Nathan Peterman's and fucking Derek Anderson's and Sam Darnold's? That's when it was skillful. When I could just go plug in... Cam and Drew Brees every week for 6500 It with takes Gurley. all the skill out. It takes all the skill out of the game with Gurley. So, anyway, um, obviously Cam and Co. Who, what, give me another quarterback or two you're looking at this week. Um, I mean, the Fitzpatrick angle I like a lot. I like Cousins against the Detroit secondary. You know, most of the reasons Russell Wilson did well. Cousins at home. Um, the fact that Detroit did beef up their running defense a little bit and they and – Minnesota's Lat Murray. So I like Cousins. Um, Russ at home isn't terrible. He's not priced up that high against the Chargers. Chargers defense is good. Won't have Bosa back yet this week. So if you're paying down a little bit, that's another guy that's, that's intriguing to me. Other than that, it's, it's the high price guys. I mean, really, I want Breezer Goff. That's sort of where I'm at right now. I, that 60 over under, that game could be really competitive. Mm-hmm. It seems to be... You know, it's the, the the jackpot. Like the reasons I don't Plus like Cam like as much. Too. Yeah, that's what I mean. This game is going to be back and forth and forth and back. And if it's thirty eight, thirty five, and maybe we get an overtime, I mean, fuck, that's that's golden for a quarterback in one of these quarter, both these quarterbacks. Whereas Cam, you know, almost double digit favorites. They could just roll over. He gets bored, doesn't run a lot in the second half, and it will let it down. So Breeze is a GPP quarterback for me. I don't know how they're going to attack the Rams. I talked about it. Breeze is going to have huge weeks, and he's going to have disappointing weeks. And he was brutal last week because all they did is run and do dump-off passes at all. So this week I think they're going to have to throw because I think the Rams' offense is going to score in New Orleans. And I think we're going to have to see Breeze coming back at home. That's the perfect environment for him. And I think a lot of people were turned off by him last week because of the big disappointment. Um, and so I think Breeze is my favorite GPP quarterback, whereas Golf is more of a cash game play, in my opinion. Although I'll say this, 
Go- I'm not going to play golf. The reason I'm not going to play golf is because of Gurley. They don't ever throw inside the five yard line or ten yard line, and that that is crazy discouraging from a fantasy standpoint. So golf is good; it's going to get you your twenty points in cash. But I, I, there's something about it that I Todd Gurley takes too much off of Jared Goff. I'd rather have Breeze thrown to Kamara than Goff just fucking handing off to Gurley. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think quarterback's pretty obvious this week, right? It's Cam yeah. Goff, it's Patrick Breeze. Those are the four guys that that I'm honing in on. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of Baker at like what will be like 1% owned. I think this is the week. Uh, we'll talk about that at Guru Elite a little bit why. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, I'm not even focusing that much on quarterback this early in the week. I'm really trying to get my other positions and see what comes in. But that's th- – there's not much. I like Fitzpatrick too. I like yeah, that, he was that in that game? group, that Cam Goff, right. Fitzpatrick, Breeze. It's almost like okay. you got to go there. Mahomes is always in play. But, again, I usually tack Cleveland more on the ground than I do through the air. So I'll have a little Me more too. hunt than Mahomes. But, you know, everyone else is just fine. You know, like there's just such a big gap, I think, between those four guys and the rest of the field this week. Um, Running back situation. The chalk this week is obviously going to be Todd Gurley by a landslide on DraftKings. Um, You'll see Alvin Kamara, I think, creep in at 7,000. You'll obviously get anyone on Carolina. So Christian McCaffrey will come into that mix. Um, I don't know who else is going to be that chalky, right? Like if you look at a lot of these other guys, you know, Kareem Hunt will always – have some chalk to him. I like him a lot this week. Um, I'm a big Kareem Hunt guy this week, especially because he didn't yeah. really ball out last week. So I kind of I kind of like that fact. But um, who are you looking at at running back here? Um, like I said, it's all the top guys. Unfortunately, the value is. I mean, Latavius Murray would be interesting, but we talked about Detroit's defense being better against the run. Washington against Atlanta is intriguing, but I want the pass catcher. So I want Chris Thompson, but Thompson suffered another rib injury last week. So this dude, I doubt he plays as of now. This uh, if Thompson doesn't play, I was assuming Thompson was going to play. If Thompson right. doesn't Capri play, Bibbs, right? then yeah, you could actually get some Capri Bibbs in your life in this matchup. But I think it actually could bump Adrian Peterson up to maybe three catches. Yeah, catches, well, absolutely. You know? He had, I think, had two last week. He's, yeah, he's going to so get a You're not going to get targets. seven catches at AP just because it's Atlanta. But, I mean, if you can get three or four, that's great. Yeah, it's it's a bonus. Plus, he'll gash him on the ground. So, right. that that's a good one as far as value. The Jets running backs, Crowell against Miami. You talked about it. We've been on this all year. Attacked at wide nine defense right up the, the gut. The thing I I'm worried about here? Yes. Last Elijah. time? Last time. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about Elijah McGuire. Like, how, Last how much... time they didn't run against him, which bothered me. It bothered both of us, if you recall. No, it did. That pissed me off. But here's the thing. I'm worried about how much involvement McGuire. Elijah McGuire is going to have. So are you going to have a three-headed monster now with Crowell, Elijah, and Cannon? Because Elijah is the best back on that team right now. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. I agree activated. with that. I would love Elijah McGuire, by the way. I just right. want to make sure he's activated and see what he's going to do. How much? I don't think he's going to get a full load right away. To to me, that's what she said. The um, <laughs> She always gets a full I, load. I would, uh, I would, like, Crowell would be the guy. It's the, the reason because... I want the first guy on the field with the first carry. If it's an unbelievable matchup, you want the guy who gets the ball first because he's gonna. They're all gonna have success. So I want the guy who's gonna get it most and first. Yep, hundred percent. If if we hear anything about Elijah McGuire being downgraded significantly, significantly, I'm going right back to Crowell. I don't care. I don't think he's super talented. Like I don't think anyone anyone does. God no. No. But it's just a situation. It's a good matchup. It's a cheap price. No one's gonna be on him. And, you know, you could use a 4K guy. Keep your eye on Melvin Gordon's status, too, obviously. 
throughout this yeah, week. Yeah, was hurt before um, the bye. Hamstring. He was limited today. Obviously, that's gonna. He did have the bye to recover, but he was still limited this Wednesday. So it looks like he's still not 100 percent and still might not play. So obviously, Eckler and someone to keep an eye on in that situation. Nick Chubb against KC, not terrible there yeah. either. Yep. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. Let's go over to wide receiver. Uh, who are you looking at at wide receiver here, Mr. Mans? Cortland Sutton is going to be, what, 90% owned? And that's not the site's fault. So this right. is it's one of the trade, ones yeah. where you'll hear me say, okay, this shit just happens, right? But that's not the site's fault because that trade happened after the prices came out. Uh, I mean, Adam Thielen's lock button. Adam Thielen. Remember, I, I told you button. three weeks Every ago week. when I came over to the dark side or the, or the light side, depending the on the white side. <laughs> yeah, whichever way you want to. But he is the greatest matchups you'll ever see in the history of your life and it's just every week you say okay what could be better than pj williams well uh jalen t's tabor who i targeted baldwin against right. last week that got fucking shredded now you got Thielen going against that fucking guy oh my god like dude it's i it's impossible i cannot not have Thielen. i can't there's no possibility Come that i will me. own another receiver at the welcome. top than adam Thielen. welcome i'm all in, I know. Welcome. Just be ready. ready. I'm just telling you, dude, because I've been pounding this Thielen drum since last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about it. It's nice. I'm welcome. It's good to have you here. But <laughs> just be ready for a lot of tweets about you being racist. Because every time I cheer for Th- Thielen, I get called a KKK member. So, oh, okay. yeah. Well, so just oh. be ready. I'm just telling you. Just be prepared for that. So oh, Cortland Sutton on like both that. sides. Mike, I, I, Mike Evans is intriguing to me. Oh, As course, you can tell, yeah. like the Fitzpatrick Evans connection. Yep is uh is just good like forcing the ball on mike evans is what you have to do you can't tippy toe around i have a different philosophy on it you ready yes here's the reason why he's better with fitzpatrick when you could say that winston has a better arm and you know has a better throws of course the thing about it is mike evans skill as a wide receiver is very minimal he's he's not very Mm -hmm. skilled as a wide receiver he's just huge and for his size he's pretty athletic and runs pretty fast but the balls that he drops that he should catch, he doesn't make difficult catches. He's not agile. You know, Fitzpatrick throws the ball straight up in the air on his deep balls. I've been saying this. Ask Mad Lab. I've been talking about this since before the season. I told him, do not draft Mike Evans. He's fucking garbage with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston throws darts. Fitzpatrick throws the ball straight up in the air. Like, it yeah, literally lollipops. goes up like, like a million. It comes down with rain on it. And that's what you need to do for Mike Evans so he doesn't have to be agile. He can just stick his arms up as high as he can and catch them. It's, he literally throws the perfect ball for someone like we Mike Evans. We call that thrown into the bushel basket. Because <laughs> that's what he – it's a college right. quarterback it, mentality. Yeah. It's, and it's perfect for Evans. So, yeah, I love that. Plus, yes, he will force the ball into him and not One uh, other thing at, at wide receiver, Brandon Cook's revenge game against New Orleans. Now, remember, he played New Orleans last year and only had two catches for 37 yards. So, um, you and, know, and Cup might be back. And, and yeah, and Cup might. And looks like Cup is trending like he's yeah, going he to be back. Like but that New England game was at New Orleans, too. And this one's at New Orleans. So he gets to play a game in New Orleans every year. So lot, I've heard people are say, oh, revenge game for Brandon Cook. Nah, well, he already know. had that last year, and it didn't work out. I don't factor that in as much with wide receivers. You know, trying harder doesn't help you that much <laughs> yeah. as a wide receiver. Only if the quarterback's great. Yeah, it's like trying harder as a running back. You know, a quarterback, you know, having a reason to, to force balls into places he normally wouldn't, which are good for fantasy. But, you know, wide receiver, nah, I don't really factor it in as much as everyone else does. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously fantastic spot. Even if Demarius is playing, I can't imagine he's going to play that much and know the whole offense. 
Um, the question everyone wants to know, Jeff, is are you going back to Doug Baldwin? <laughs> um, 5,700 on DraftKings. I mean, yeah, he's facing Desmond King. Uh, I'm sorry, 5,700 on Fandle. I got Fandle open. I'm not used to that. <laughs> I know, right? Like, no, when you said it to me, I, that's yeah, all I speak. Like, yeah. that's my first language. Like, I don't have to go through the translator. Yeah. Yes. I'm still 100% a believer in Doug Baldwin. Um, I want to see what happens with the Chargers and Bosa's practicing. I don't think he's going to play. If the pass rush is tough. In, in LA, but I would go back to Baldwin. Am I going to still make that guarantee? No, no. I'm not going to do that. It, it was a matchup play last week. Desmond King's not good, but he's not as bad as T's Tabor. He's a stronger guy. You know, Baldwin's sort of, you know, I, at home it's good, but yeah, I'm not as high on a Doug Baldwin than I was last week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pretty excited to eat all that Emmanuel Sanders money that's going to come to me when everyone in the world rosters Cortland Sutton, so therefore no one wants to roster Emmanuel because they're not right. rostering Keenum. Right. <laughs> so it's like right. it's, just, it's just a perfect situation for Emmanuel Sanders to come in at like 5% owned with no Demarius, and meanwhile everyone's running over to Patrick and Sutton, and you're just like, hey, guys, the best guy that's been the best guy is now the best guy without the other best guy. Like you, you might want to might want to look over there for a minute, so uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be one of my favorite plays of the week. The Tight. other guy is Devin Funches. Bunches of Funches. I mean, that's a hundred percent right. That's what are you just... gonna do this week though, Jeff? Fucking tight end. You like to pay up. You got sick of getting beat by these fucking know, shitty Bukaki people, and you got Gronkowski know. off the slate, Gronk. Kittle off the slate, Graham Kelsey. off the slate, and Kelsey and Olsen are chalk. So Jeff Mans, where are you gonna go? That was my best fantasy mansion impression. Where are you going to go? I could rent. Oh, man. How are we not talking about the big uh, fantasy football stealing, like the whole Twitter debate thing about, remember, with uh, uh, Barry and Fabiano going on it? Oh, yeah. I'm just leaving it. I know. I got I got looped into that like seventeen I got looped times. Into, uh, yeah. I know. And I just I, like I hate when my parents fight. Like, I, like, oh, I, don't, really know. I don't know about. Listen, it. I, um, I mean, you know, it's I have my opinions on it. I'm just. Gonna, I got I got do, enough beefs going on around the industry right now. I'll just we, say that the rant sounded eerily similar to Matthew Berry's. Let's just say here, that. Here's the thing I want to say. I do want to say this, and we could talk about next week on next week's No Mercy. Is that like, dude? Half of fantasy sport. If you guys don't realize, half of this industry is just stealing from the right. other half. No, that's 90, there, 90% about, of it. There's about 10% of people that are creative and different, and then the other 90% And we hired all of them. Of that. <laughs> so, so, so. So, so, exactly. <laughs> and, like, I, all I'll say about this, and I love all people, and I, I honestly like both these guys. I'm not bullshitting either. They are I like Barry. I'm not a huge Fabiano guy. I know you're not, but and Fabs has always been cool to me. He so seems I'm, like a nice guy. I just I oh, don't yeah. think he's Oh, yeah, he's straight good. with me. He's I just good. Don't think so, he's very good and and Barry's given me wonderful advice. But here's the deal. When I started in 2010... I don't remember, and I know it, and I confirmed it with my producer. There was not one person screaming at the top of their lungs about fantasy sports right. before me. And you could say what you want, and everybody could say they steal this rant and that rant. But I know when I, was, I started in 05, and, I don't, and again, and I licensed everybody. Anybody could rant. I don't care. I didn't invent the rant, but I do know nobody was doing it before I was. Yep. I, will get, I will tell you that, and I have audio proof. Nobody was screaming at Fantasy players. It was a nerd. This. It was a nerd broadcast. It was, it this was, was how everyone way was broadcasting. Different. Nobody was doing that kind of broadcasting back. That's my in favorite those thing days. that people like but, really forget who the vortex of certain things are. Like right. I, we'll get caught up on little things, and it's like 
every time you guys see a screenshot, mm-hmm. just know that I started that. Like every right. time you see anyone and, and screenshot the Tommy stole anything, it from me two years before. <laughs> I started playing DFS a year before you. The uh, just let let I every, started winning two. Yeah, years you might have. I may not have had a screenshot for two years. <laughs> but just let everyone know that when I was doing that in 2012, it was sacrilege. Like right. you were like, what a Nobody fucking what ass! That. I was the first one calling people out. For public head-to-head games, I like I, I was the yeah. first one cursing when we on Twitter and all that. Like we all did it. Jeff, you've done everything in radio. I've done everything on Twitter and DFS, and it's like, dude, they're all copying us on every yes. angle. And you got it. And listen, it does piss you off, and I understand. Not you. I'm saying in general, it pisses, it pisses us me off. Fuck off. But it pisses me off. But at the same time, it's like. There's no way to, and I fought this battle. There's no way to control it. It's like this, the thing about systems and fantasy football, nobody ever, I remember some hall of two different hall of fame fantasy analysts that I will not mention came up to me when I started doing it and said, holy shit, this is a very interesting way to look at it. And nobody even contemplated doing this before I did. And I know that in five years, it's going to be the only way anybody does it, but there's no way to stop it. And I'm not going to like the, the job is once people copy you, you can't just have that. You got to do it better and keep right, innovating. That's the thing. Keep going. Yeah, that's the find so, your niche. Right. And right. that's, and that's the key to it. So, yeah. um, defenses, we're not even going to go into, but tight end, Fuck. we kind of touched on it. Um, who are you looking at? I'm paying end? up for Kelsey, dude. You're just going to eat the chalk. Yeah. I mean, else like you said, Olsen's very intriguing. If I did go pay down, it depends on lineups. Play I'm going to go Olsen with Howard. But I can't I, fuck around. Like, I love O.J. Yeah, Howard. He's yeah, always my dude. you won't go down there. Yeah. I can't fuck with it. Yeah. I, uh, Jordan yeah. Reed is a guy I would love to go to. I just yeah. – I simply can't do it because it's worked for me paying up, and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, no, that's right. You, you eat your vegetables. You know, yep. like it's, it's the, your process. So, I'm, OJ, I'm Popeye. I'm not going to punt spinach. Right. EJ, O.J. Howard and Olsen are for me. Um, all right. So that pretty much runs us through week nine there. Let's have some fucking fun now. All right, yeah, dude, this has been way too yeah, way too much information. Um, all right, so let's finish off the fuck Mary kills, then we'll get to the Twitter questions, then we'll <laughs> shut this motherfucker down. So fuck Mary kills. Uh, I'm yes. gonna do a quick. Let's do make this a quick one though, because I got a bunch of them here. So I, it's on the holiday topic. I was just thinking about it, so I wrote it down. We did Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. What about New Year's, Valentine's Day, Easter? Rank those quickly. Fuck Mary kill and why? New Year's, Valentine's Day, and Easter. Oh God, I mean. Can I can I kill all of them? Yeah, that's why I, I put them together because yeah, I had a feeling that a that's the multi kill category. Listen, so I look I at mean, me setting up a setting up a, some tough questions for I you. No, um, Valentine Valentine's Day dies. It's the I know for a single. It's just I don't. I hate being told what to do. It's just nothing worse in my life than hey, you have to do this and you have to be nice. Now the days I'm supposed to be nice, I want to be mean and I'll be nice every other day. But I want to be an asshole when I'm supposed to be nice and I've. My wife knows this. Valentine's Day is bullshit. Right. It's just dumb. I don't want to feel pressure on that day. I'll get you flowers any other day. I'm not doing... I don't want to subscribe to Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day dies. Okay. Going away from me. Um, Wrong. Easter... God, I don't even know. I would marry New Year's because there's a ton of college football games on Mm -hmm. on New Year's. And I'll... I'll, That's New Year's Day. I'm talking New Year's Eve. Oh, it's Eve. You yeah, New Year's Eve. Eve. Um, um, New Year's Eve, I always get drunk and tell everybody what I think about oh, them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm that's like my move. That's like your mode. Yeah. So I'm going to – I'll marry New Year's Eve still. I'm going to fuck Easter. Easter's okay. 
right. hide it. This is supposed to be quick, decision. Jeff. Make a fucking decision. Dude, I, make a better question. <laughs> it's so good you can't get through it quickly. Here, here, this is easy, all right? I'm marrying Valentine's Day. Marrying Valentine's Day. day because yeah. it's the best day of the year. If you're single, you get tons of fucking pussy. It's unbelievable. And I actually enjoy it. If you have a girlfriend, it's nice. Take her out to dinner, and you guarantee a blowjob and some kinky sex. It's, it's, it's the best day all around. I love it. Um, Easter is the dumbest day ever because we don't even know if God's real. I don't believe there's God. So, therefore, the whole holiday is ridiculous. And New Year's, I'll fuck it. Just because every once in a while New Year's is great, but usually it's just fucking amateur hour. Not something I want all the time. Just a once in a while type thing. Like New Year's is like a every five years I have a bang in New Year's. The other four I either stay home or fucking friends with benefits out. for uh, New Year's. Like yeah, that. it's like you know I, I'll keep you around and I'll fucking stick my cock in you once in a while. Right. Halloween candy, fuck, marry, kill. Oh my favorite! Oh, I love it. Too. Now I want the one you like least out of these two. So I gotta, I gotta preface this. What do you? What would you prefer less to get? Werther's Originals or Laff- Laffy Taffy? What? Which the one? Fu- what the- I was thinking. Reese's no, 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 no. no. Werther's Original or Laffy Taffy? Which one would you want least? Werther's Originals, I guess. Okay, so the question is: Fuck, marry, oh, kill. God. In your in your Halloween bag, Werther's Originals, loose change, or raisins. <laughs> <laughs> did you have the neighbor that did that too? Everyone the loose did. change? I used to always get like Everyone a Everyone had the fucking nickel. nickel lady, yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. And what then was the raisins. third one? Raisins. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going to marry raisins. I actually like raisins. Okay. It's not good for Halloween, but it's, I'll take it. I'll take the loose change. At, at least I'll fuck the loose change. Werther's originals could go pound sand. I have no right. interest in that whatsoever. Yeah, you just think about your grandfather's pocket with the hole in it. Werther's, Werther's originals. I'm going to go raisins, Werther's originals. I'm going to marry raisins. Uh, I'm going to fuck Werther's originals because I like myself a good Werther's original. Really? Yeah, I, I like yes. myself a good Werther's original. I, maybe it's just because I'm old as fuck, but I, I've always enjoyed a, a nice occasional Werther's. And uh, loose change can fucking kick rocks. I don't even. I throw quarters away. So so do I. You better believe I ain't fucking keeping nickels and pennies. I ever tell you a story about in an airport? I threw a pocket full of change in the garbage, and Schuster dove into it. (laughs) In his skirt, he dove into it. He's covered in like ketchup and mayonnaise, and he's diving for like sixty cents in change. Poor Schuster, man, his life's over. I think it's illegal. I don't think you could throw money away. I go fuck change. I don't. I'm not gonna have change on an airplane. Who does that? What am I, savage? No. All right, next one. Ready? Yes. Um, we gotta, all right, so we'll buzz through these. Fat girls. I'm getting sk- rushed. Dude, we can't do like a two-hour podcast. No one's going to fucking listen to it. listening anyway. <laughs> That's true. Fucking no one's listening anyway. What are, you, what are you guys doing? If you guys are listening, who gives a shit? You want more, right? <laughs> the fuck you got to do? Hey, right. What do we got to do? I'm. Oh, I'm good. I'll sit here all night. Uh, fat girls in skimpy costumes. So, like, I'm not talking chubby. I'm talking fat. Like, unattractively yeah. fat. Sure. Where you're just Pretty like, oh, right, no, yeah. God, please. Dudes yeah. dressed like girls. Sorry, Ted. Didn't know. <laughs> Didn't know where. Didn't know this so, Jeff story was coming up Fat before this. Skimmy costumes, Ted Schuster, and and corny couple costumes. Not even like the cool ones, God. like the corny couple costumes, yes. like Raggedy Ann and Andy. Oh so God, this is fuck, marry, kill. Fat girls, way too fat girls in skimpy costumes. Ted Schuster dressed up like a girl, or corny couples like Raggedy Ann and Andy. Fuck, marry, kill, go. Killing corny couple costumes are the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh God, dude. Dress like girls is weird. Okay. <laughs> God. I, I'm marrying fat girls in skimpy costumes. I appreciate fat, it. Fat, re- fat, fat, fat. I, I know. I, I don't care. Right, right. I'm just, I'm are, just want to make sure. Are there breasts and vagina? Or right. No. 
Do they have that? Fat girls things? with little boobs in skimpy everything costumes. Everything else. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I, I'm not at the pay spot in life where I doesn't matter. I'm happy everybody's showing stuff. Uh, you know what? I'm going to actually fuck corny cu- couples costumes. I'm killing dudes dressed you like You just girls. had to because you realized you were going to have to fuck dudes in dresses. No, yeah, I know. I realized. Because <laughs> you initially killed corny couples, and then you yeah, realized. I would kill both of them. That was my setup both. for you. You know, they talk about that metagame. I'm like, yes. Jeff's definitely going to kill corny couples. I knew it. So yes. I was like, he's going to have to say I'd fuck dudes in dresses. Dudes in, like girls, and it would be backfire, and it would end up being. Damn Almost yeah. had you. Once I heard you say I'm killing corny couples, I'm like, oh, it's happening. Yeah, no, <laughs> this whole show has been a setup. It's happening. This whole show is not even going live, is it? This no, is just a- no, this is fucking. We're throwing this out like loose change in an airport. <laughs> fucking Ted Schuster's gonna come diving through my window looking for the show. <laughs> He's covered in ketchup. Fucking Harry, Harry Grundle. Arm, like, you like thirty eight cents. Was it worth it? You've got Lyme disease. <laughs> So, oh, so you're which one are you marrying? Fat girls, and then oh, you're yeah, you're, sure. you're fucking dudes and killing corny. No, couples? no, oh uh, no, corny no, you're not fucking dudes. Costumes. Well, I'm obviously killing dudes dressed like girls because I just fucking hate that. Um, corny couples. Um, it's the worst. I'm sorry. It is. It is the worst. Um, Next to guys dressing like. I'm girls, probably gonna fuck them. corny couples. I'll fuck it. I've done it. Not corny. I've done the couples thing. When I was a pussy bag, my girl too. was a cat, right? So, but I'll never do Raggedy Ann and Andy. Like it's always oh, gonna be something God. bad. It's gonna be like fucking Angelina and what the fuck's that movie, Mister Mrs. Smith? Like it'll be something like that right, if we're gonna right, do it. Like um, and then yeah, of course I'm marrying fat girls in skimpy costumes. I, Tommy G loves all the ladies. Yeah, all me too. That's what I'm. Not, I'm uh, all the ladies, all of them. It don't lady. matter. Hell yeah, yep. fat girls get the best head. Faux show. Halloween house party, Halloween club night, or Halloween bar night? Fuck Who's Mary answering Kill. this question? Is this the current age Jeff let's Mans? Go, let's go. Let's make it fair, and let's go 27-year-old Jeff Mans. Okay. Well, 27-year-old Jeff Mans would like the – he would marry club night, mm-hmm. love the clubs at 27. Mm-hmm. And, right. th- and by the way, this would die where I'm currently at, so it's completely different. Right. Um, right. Same thing. I've always loved house parties, so I'd fuck the house party. I've always loved a good house party. Like, right. I've always just, that's been my thing. So I'll kill the bar night, regular bar night. Just, oh. yeah, I, I either I either go for it all or I didn't do anything at 27. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm killing house party night. Um, oh, now, you don't like house parties, huh? No, I love them. That's, I live, oh. like, I, I throw parties at my house till 5 a.m. every night. You know that. <laughs> like, well, that's different. I end up fucking running around my those building are, naked. Those are AA meetings. Yeah. Those are <laughs> technically supposed to be parties. But the reason I'm killing the Halloween house party is because I feel like it usually ends up being so many fucking couples. Like, I just, I don't know why. I feel like Halloween, if you're going to dress up and go out as a guy who doesn't dress up and go out, you're going out to fuck. Like, you have one mission, and that's to stick your dick deep into something else, right? right? So I want as many single girls as possible available to me to find the one that's looking to really whore it up. So right. the club is number one, even though now, again, at my age, I wouldn't even go near it. But the club is number one because you probably got a thousand in there, right? The bar is number two because there's probably like 150, you know, 50 girls in there at least that are, you know, drunk and slutty. And the house party, I'm always going to see the three hottest girls and they always got a fucking boyfriend wearing a similar costume. So plus I show up so late to the parties that a lot of the hot girls are gone. So I'm killing house parties, marrying club fucking bars. Freddie, nice. Jason, Chucky. Oh, oh, man. Now, this wouldn't be technically like stick your dick in them, marry them. This is who's your favorite, who do you like the least, and who's the middle. So yeah, the true probably. version uh, of it. 
I've always loved Freddy Krueger, man. I was terrified of him when I was a kid, but I, oh, you know, I, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. So I'll marry Freddy Krueger. Um, I'll, I'm gonna fuck Jason. I'll, I'll kill Chucky. Chucky never did anything for me. I wasn't that scary. It was a weird fucking right. old doll. I never like dolls and shit. So I'm fucking yeah. killing Chucky. Easily marrying Freddy. First horror movie I ever watched. So me too. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So that was that's that's no brainer. I used to think if I slept with a blanket on that Freddy's nails couldn't get through it, so I always had to blanket on. You know, like that's hundred percent. Yeah, like, keep your blanket on, and he can't get to you. I'm like, really? Because in the movie, he fucking went right through it. Right. <laughs> no, 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 not in, not in your life. That was a movie. Like, yeah, I, dude, okay. I stopped. I still take, sleep I, with a blanket on nonstop. <laughs> true story. I stopped taking baths. Because I was done, like, I used to just take baths when I was young. What, and then because the, the scene where his knives was. came up and yeah. carved the chick, I'm like, I am never <laughs> laying in a bathtub again in my life. I'm showering from here on out no matter what. Right. Fucking never. Then, I'm going to fuck Chucky and kill Jason. Just because Jason's got no fucking personality. And he's a bitch, too. Like, Freddy yeah. Krueger's a bitch. Like, you could throw him around and stuff. But he's skinny. Like, Jason's, like, this monstrous, scary thing, and he fucking gets, like, fucking pushed around all over the place. He doesn't speak. So, Chucky's a bad mother. Chucky seems like that little... You know, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm bringing it back to fucking one of these things. But Right. Yeah, you always have to fuck Chucky, Chucky, I think I've dated Chucky three times. So, Chucky seems like that, like, crazy Dominican girl. So, uh, yeah, Chucky's, Chucky's going to be that one-time fuck. Marry Freddy. Twitter questions, real quick. So... Okay. Um, talk about the best under the radar running back stash and smash in fantasy playoffs. Wilkins, Adams, McGuire, Dixon, P. Ryan, or Bibbs. This is from Larry Goldstein. Dude, I'm so in on Josh Adams, it's not even funny. Yeah. So in. I just I want all of it. Um just because the the role is there with no LeGarrette Blount, no JJ. We needed a bigger, stronger back in Philadelphia. So Josh Adams is the dude. Uh, to me, he's a great stash for the uh, for the playoff run, for sure. Okay. I'm going to actually go with Elijah McGuire. Um, little Jets bias there. But, I like uh, Elijah McGuire. But I really I'm like him a lot. I really have always liked Elijah McGuire. So I think yeah, I think too. he ends up being uh, being very valuable down the stretch run. I haven't looked at schedules, so that's just off pure talent there. Um, how much how much movie? Oh, how much did Jeff make for the movie Congo? <laughs> <laughs> Um, for your starring uh, role in the movie Congo, it was a That's very Teddy underscore fed, DFS. They fed me in bananas, <laughs> but only only albino bananas. Did you make more a- in that or uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds? <laughs> The birds. <laughs> birds. What do you shoe Should build, you do shoe another build? gorilla movie? Like I the was going to do places. I, I was thinking about the shoe build stork or whatever. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The, uh, the image that pops up every time you call me. Uh, I like the end of trading places. That's a good gorilla. <laughs> so uh, let's see. What is the most disgusting thing you have done to win a bet or on a dare? Oh, that was uh, first thing that came to my mind is uh, when I first started at SiriusXM, Tim Tebow was the quarterback of the Broncos. I said, if Tebow wins this game, I will streak naked outside. And I did the show from my home, and I did it on a very, it was a cold December night. Tebow brought the team back. I went totally naked with wife and kids, everybody in the house. They had to put everybody upstairs. I went out and ran around my neighborhood live on the air, and all my neighbors called the police. The police came into my house, sat behind me until I went to a break, and then had to read me the riot act of what happened and everything else. And I, I lied and told them, oh, no, I wasn't naked. No, dude, I, I, had a, I was in a bathing suit. I, I showed them a short pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
Like, oh yeah, I was just doing this because I, <laughs> and I, and they had to listen to the show to prove that I was on the radio. They did not arrest me, but I almost got arrested mid show. So that was, the I did that last thing. week. <laughs> I'm yes. not kidding. Oh, you went naked. Oh yes. yeah, you ran under a building. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that's I a problem that I'm 39 and doing that. But <laughs> I would say that I don't know if it's the craziest. It's one of the ones I'm most proud of. But I had sex with a girl who had to be 320 pounds, like easily, like like movie, like shallow how movie big. And are uh, you sure she was a girl? Yeah, no, I don't know what the hell. It was, was not a lot like of, a defense. A lot, a lot of digging around down there to, to figure out. But uh, I actually, sure it wasn't Muhammad. I actually was- enjoyed it, and I think I came in like fucking four minutes. For some reason, nice. it was like it was like having sex with two pillows covered in fucking jello with the side of mashed potatoes. Like it was unbelievable. It was, it was great. great. Yeah, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, let's see. Which is your favorite small woodland creature? <laughs> this is from Keith, <laughs> Keith Stepanski. Uh, okay. Which is your favorite small woodland creature? Squirrel, rabbit or chipmunk? <laughs> the fuck? Um... I hate chipmunks. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I'm not even going to say I have a story about chipmunk. I'm not even going to say it because it's just bad, and nobody's going to like me. So, yeah, let's, um, let's try and not get kicked off again. I'm not gonna, can we get kicked off anymore? I don't films, know, probably. Fucking, we'll find out in about um, three sentences. You know, I guess squirrels. Squirrel. My, squirrel. Squirrel. I mean, yeah. I mean, rabbits are just – rabbits like the fuck. So. Rabbits are just rabbits, though, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd go squirrel. They climb. They I want to go squirrel because I had a pet squirrel, Beaner B. Obramowitz, when we were younger. He fell out of Are a tree. Are you serious? Yeah, he fell out of a tree, broke his leg. He was our pet squirrel for like. It was a Jewish squirrel? Yes, Beaner B. Obramowitz. I named him. I named all our animals because I'm super creative. But uh, he was amazing. Oh, yeah, we used to feed him with strange. a feed him with a little bottle and stuff. So yeah, definitely. Oh my god, him. are you serious? Yeah, I swear to God, no. F- this is a real thing. Ask my brother. You fed Ask- it with yeah, a bottle. Yeah, we nursed it back to health. We used to like work his little arm out and stuff. Yeah. A leg, whatever the fuck it's called. But, You're uh, sure you were? We had just on two acid. squirrels. We had Beaner B. Obramowitz, and I forget what the other one's name was. But uh, Beaner B. Obramowitz was the one who lived the longest. Uh, over under on age of chicks you have smashed, Tommy. Um, I'm going to set the over under at 25 because I've been fucking 25 year olds nonstop since 17. So it's like when I was 17, I was banging 25 year old girls. I'm 39, I'm banging 25 year old girls. So, well, shouldn't he have set the age like? That's what? what I'm saying. I mean, I, I mean, but ask your questions better, people. <laughs> like this question, I mean, it's over just, under twenty seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, you the know. number's twenty five. Like it's gonna end on twenty five, no matter what. Because I, I've had sex with more twenty five year old girls than anyone in America. So, um, can we talk about everyone blaming Gronk for sucking? But it's Brady who sucks. He just throws dump offs to Edelman and White, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is Tim O'Connor. This led to a longer thread and conversation that I, they were nice enough to keep me tagged in on. Uh, but Timmy wants to know. <laughs> Don't you love that when you get in a conversation? Oh, it's like, get me out of here! Stop well, having yeah. your. I don't. I don't. Ah, me, let me out! Let me out! It's like when you're in a car yes. and you got to throw up. Like, let me out! Yes. Uh, but uh, no offense to you, Tim. I know you just asked the question, but you triggered some uh, Boston fans. Um, do you think Brady's on his way out? What do you think, Brady? I uh, yeah, I, I think he's slowing down. But yeah, I think they're both slowing down. Okay. I think. I think Gronk. I think every, yeah. I think it's a. The fact that he didn't smash in Buffalo was stunning. Right. Just absolutely stunning. That means you know he's banged up really bad. Oh, Um, nah. I don't even know about that. Or he's just just, just wearing down. I mean, listen, part of the reason these guys. He's not getting open. I mean, look at him. Right. He's slow. He looks slow. Yeah. He's really slow. You saw it happen with Jimmy Graham, too, where he just all of a sudden became like Jason Witten like, right? Like where he could still do stuff. 
But, I mean, he wasn't separating and, like, stiff-arming or anything. It was just kind of catch-and-fall type stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The whole team's old. I mean, all these guys. Edelman, even if he's not that old, per se, the dude's, like, fucking smaller than me, and he's got the shit beat out of him for the last seven years. So, I mean, you know, he's there's a lot of wear on those tires there. Gronk's getting old. Josh Gordon is fucking Josh Gordon. And Tom Brady's 40. So, yeah. What do you expect? Just to go on forever? But they're still good enough to win a Super Bowl, possibly. So that's all that matters. Um, DFS Steph, who we love, writes, here's her Twitter question. Ready? Period sex. Just period sex. That's it? Yeah. No question mark or nothing. I mean, I think what people are like. She's asking yay or nay. Listen to me. Listen to me, everybody. And I really need you to focus in on this lesson because this is important for the rest of your lives. Stop being all shitty about the types of sex you have just have it just stop <laughs> judging everything just do it and do it all the time you can just stop being and eh, i don't know about that do everybody everything everything possible <laughs> do it all the time stop getting all in your oh, this smells weird and this doesn't taste right now no do everything always just <laughs> dump it everywhere just do it. Stop judging. Because guess what? We're all going to get to be like 55 and it's going to be fucking, it's done. It and is we're over. Say, Man, I really wish I smashed more when I was in my 30s or 20s. Do everything. Dogs, always. cats, females, males, fruit. Mostly just sa- turkey mostly sandwiches. human species. But yeah, yeah dude, whatever. Jack all. off. Whatever. I don't Fire care where you're at in your ceiling. current life. Do everything you can do sexually. You everything know what, Jeff? in the world. If this is your advice to give to the world, now I know why. We are friends because I'm the only one who's followed your advice to the to the nines yeah. for the last seven years. Like that's what I that's my mo. Just right. fuck everything and have fun because you could die tomorrow. So, exactly. Yes. Why bother? Why everybody periods saying I get blood on my dick? Big deal. The day of periods gonna stop me from yeah, having sorry, sex. princess. Are you kidding me? Sorry, sorry, Jasmine from Aladdin or whatever. Fuck. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Got some blood on the sheet. Oh no. Guess pull some, what? Pull some Guess ATM what? during period sex. Exactly. Just, yeah, ATM, just, anything, mouth, just any, nothing, just everything. Just do everything. it all. Everything. Yes. Stop Anyone, judging I'll yourself. tell you this, women. If you meet a guy who won't have sex with you because you're on your period, fucking run. Run. Run for the hills. Get the fuck out of there. He's definitely beta male, and he's probably going to fuck your brother. Run if you want to have yeah. sex on your period. That is the biggest pussy move i've ever heard Who of cares like oh Seriously. my god I, I just, i'm stunned it's like one of those things i'm stunned like people say oh time really doesn't have enough receptions this year it's like dude he's fuck are you he's got a million he's done everything shut up else. just fuck like, him all of you just shut the fuck, fuck girly up. every week just go fuck him boo-hoo i got blood on my dick wow yeah when your dick's as big as mine you end up with blood on your dick anyway doesn't matter i think that's in Oh. You meant to say in. Yeah, I don't want to check that blood. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, you might want to check All right, last question That's here real really fast. That's really discoloration. Real, real fast here. What are your thoughts on the use of genomic markers, specifically MIR31, <laughs> to predict the subtype of Crohn's disease in patients? <laughs> Did you say genomic? No, I don't know. What it's, uh, that's from genomic. Lane. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I think that they're very useful. I think this is, it's like advanced analytics, man. Uh, for one, we have opinions on everything. So don't think you're ever going to trip Tommy and I up. Right. We will respond to everything. I, I like it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's very useful. I think we need more of it. We need to understand it more. We can't just overreact, say, oh, this marker says that this person is going to get this. So we overreact when they're kids and start medicating them up or something. But I think that all that shit is important. 
And you need, and if somebody says, oh, you're being look at, you have Crohn's disease, you're gonna, you're prone to Crohn's disease, something like that. And I know there's millions of other markers. I think you need to be aware. The more awareness you have, so when Tommy says my dick turns bright red, oh, you're more, you were diagnosed at birth that you're more susceptible to big red dick syndrome. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's good. But you don't want to overreact and hack off your weenus right away either. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. People are going to be like, oh, you have bright red dick syndrome. Hack it off. Got to take it off. You know what I mean? That would be a bad play. So don't overreact to this these genomic markers because people will really do that and start. It's like the thing, the, the, the autism gene and not uh, giving the vaccines to your kids years ago. It's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, they I don't even know if you're serious or joking or made all that up or if you have a strong. I, I'm just. I'm ready to just. Tell you never know what's behind fashion. this curtain. I'm I know. Like, Let's I, make a deal, brother. I, you never know what's going I, on. I, I, like at first, I thought you were kidding, and then in the middle, I was like, "Wait!" And then you went to autism. I'm like, oh, now he's serious. Like that was very well done. Uh, my. Take, I have opinions on everything. My take on it is uh, that I am. I am a hundred percent for it, Lane. I think. I think it's all great. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, good fuck, fuck Crohn's disease. So, I think it's uh, good. anything to do to get rid of Crohn's disease. But uh, any final words, Mister Mans? Uh, that's it. Are we done? Yeah. Let's go done. eat some re- favorite candy bar. We, we'll Tommy, get on go. the phone after quickly. This. What? Yeah, I was gonna say favorite candy? favorite candy bar. What's your favorite? What do you want? I'm probably gonna go to the well with Snickers. But Reese's Pieces, Reese's peanut butter cups is my yeah, favorite. The peanut butter cups is right, the way. It's not really go. a candy bar, but yeah. Yes, but I, that's still my choice. I want to go. I fucks. I fucks with Twix too. I could fucks with some Twix. Oh, got it. The peanut butter Twix. Yeah. Those are fucking good, too. Stick it all. Yeah. All right. For Jeff Manns, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. (laughs) Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.